Hey guys, we got Trey Barnett from Humble Pie in the Gage Coffee Shop in Long Creek, South Carolina. Entrepreneur to the core. If you want to find out more how Trey thinks, as he thinks differently than most any guest we've had on here, stay tuned. Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. Good afternoon. I'm Jared. Kyle Voss. Episode 33. Is it 33? It is 33. Mm-hmm. I had somebody ask the other day, hey, do you not know what episode you're on? What we do nope. today? But we may not even we may not even announce what episode anymore. They're all relevant. That's right. Today's going to be a really good day. We've got a local legend from the Long Creek side of South Carolina, Trey Barnett, with us. Trey, thank you for your time this afternoon. You're welcome. <laughs> He's like, hadn't even, you don't even know what you're going to get from me yet. No, don't don't right. thank me. So we we had a really last minute cancellation, and I was on I was driving through Long Creek, and I saw Trey standing out there. I turned around and pulled up in the driveway. I was like, Hey, man. What are you doing this afternoon? He said, man, I got a busy day, but the only opening I've got is like from four to five. And I was like, great. That's the only time I need you. It's going to work out perfect. <laughs> and he reluctantly, he said, yes. Sweet. And so we were super excited about that. So Trey currently owns Humble Pie in Long Creek, which is one of my favorite spots to get uh, the best pizza in the upstate and the Gage Coffee Shop and has plans um to do kind of like a Long Creek syndicate with other individuals. That yeah. Have, and he's got a vision for what the – and Long Creek is unincorporated, right? Long Creek is unincorporated. That so, is correct. Trey, give us a little background about yourself, and, and let's start there. Cool. Well, I'll cut it short so that we can get to the meat and potatoes. Sure. <laughs> um, my wife and I moved back here about five years ago. We were from this area. And when we moved back here, we decided that we wanted to uh, – start a business that provided space for people to experience community. And when we were talking about that, we were like, man, what does community better than the river and food? Yeah, yeah. And so we were thinking, we started looking at buildings, talking, all that stuff. And in the process, we heard that the local pizza place that we had known for years uh, was going up for sale, or not really up for sale, but that the owner might be interested in selling Mm -hmm. So were you guys thinking like some kind of shared space before the pizza place came open? Like what were some of the ideas you guys had? Uh, Coffee was pretty high up there. I mean, coffee is one of those things. You know, we were never really into a full-on bar. Uh, Tap room was an option. Right. Um, Because we want people to have lucid community, you know, not just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we want people to be able to experience that time with each other. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, coffee does great for that. Yeah, so. Because uh, some people may not be familiar, you were former river guide, river operations for Wildwater uh, at the time, and I think your wife's family is still a very owner. Yeah, so my wife's grandfather started the oldest rafting company in the southeast, which is Wildwater, and we both started working for Wildwater in 2005. Uh, At that time, we started dating, broke up for nine years after college. We got back together, (laughs) got married, Uh, but... During that time, after we got married, just before, we had worked as river guides. We went into management. She continued managing in operations so that our positions wouldn't collide with one another as we both sure. progressed. Uh, I took on a social marketing role, so not social media, but actually talking to people. Right. And gained this awareness of relationships uh, that really just doesn't exist uh, for the whole. So we work mm-hmm. off of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's exactly right. Uh, explain it. Explain it to me. Yes. Yeah, so the well, go ahead. The basic idea is that 
there are certain things that you need for survival, and then it goes down all the way to pleasure or whatever. But it ranks them um, from a survival standpoint on in order of importance. Okay. And so food, shelter, clothing, warmth. Well, number four or five that's really high up there is actually community. Social interaction. Yeah, like it's it's necessary for your survival. People don't realize this, but if you look at the world, you're like, wow, it, you actually yeah. need relationship. No doubt. Well, I mean, you see depression, all kinds of stuff going around now, and I think a lot of that is because, you know, from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, it'd be great if I worked remote. It'd be great if I did this. And then next thing you know, you're cramped up in your apartment yeah. on a laptop all day, and you have no social interaction except for maybe no. a Skype. Or- have, you, uh, have you ever seen the movie Margin Call? I haven't. So Margin Call is one of those. Have you seen it? No. I know what a Margin Call is, though. Okay. So it is one of the top movies that you need to watch to understand how economics in the United States works. And it's very dark. And it's a very gray area. But there's a quote in there from the very, 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 very top of the guy, the guy of the guys. And he says, I'm standing here because not because of my brains. I'm not that smart, but I understand relationships. Yep. Relationships got me to where I am today. Yeah. Not my brain. So to your point, they're very important. Yeah, so when we were looking at that, again, we distilled that down. And again, our, the purpose of our business initially and still to this day is to create space for people to experience community. In that, we started defining what community was. And then we started looking at all this. And we realized that should we progress like further, our goal was to create a community economic system something that really focused on this Maslow idea even further, uh, really focused on, you know, I guess, well, our next business actually uh, is the purpose of that is creating opportunities for um, equitable success in our community. I want to get into that a little bit later for sure. So let's talk about after, after Wildwater, which was a great experience. You actually kind of made a name for yourself. Um, both of you did in that community as do-gooders, and you really showed the importance of what Long Creek means to you. Started your own uh, hashtag slash apparel line called uh, Life in Long Creek. Is that correct? Yeah, and so that was started in conjunction with um, with us taking over Humble Pie, and mm-hmm. uh, it was actually the Chatuga Whitewater Shop. In yeah. um, that business, uh, we we really saw a need for that business, but uh, because of our desire to start a coffee shop um, and our need to be able to pay an employee to stand in the whitewater shop to sell stuff, uh, we decided to start a coffee shop there. And so it was a dual purpose thing. It's actually gone way better than we expected. It's a killer spot. So let's let's back up a little bit. Tell us how you, you landed at Humble Pie because you purchased Humble Pie or worked with Mike, and and while it was still Wildwater Shop over right beside it, it wasn't really a coffee shop at that time. So walk us through kind of how you acquired Humble Pie, and uh, what you saw um, in the beginning stages of that. Yeah, so we acquired Humble Pie or wrote the contract in uh, July of 2020. So the you know deepest darkest times to start uh, yeah. anything. Um, sure. You know we didn't. Due to a variety of circumstances, we didn't have the cash outlay in the beginning to put a down payment on it. So we worked out a weird rent to own. Uh, yeah, you know what they say: you can either pick price or terms. Terms are the way right. to go. That's right. Yeah, 
I don't know that I totally agree with that. Uh, ter- but, uh, terms could always be you can if you, no. if you if you if you lay out the terms properly, yeah. it's always better than the price because I'd rather pay more over a long period of time, or where the business pays them back in the terms or something along those lines. I agree right? with that. Pending on the business. Yeah, well, I'm just talking about in, in sure. agreements in general. Like, sure. Well, can, so to summarize, essentially, we had a six month trial period uh well a three-month trial period at that point it was the yay or nay we either take it or we don't and then we had another three months before the purchase so we paid rent up until that point as a percentage of the as a percentage of the business and then at the end of that period we went into a purchase agreement well that's good you got it like a test drive then more or less uh you know, we, we really knew that we were going that direction no matter what. So we were very invested from the beginning in making it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the purchase happened just over two years ago. So we just hit the two-year mark. I regret not grabbing a piece of that. Yeah, did I approach you? I think I did, did approach you about that. Yeah. Man. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Well, of course. Always. Well, I'm sure you had like 15 other things going on too. Not at this time because we, we talk. Whatever. You've always had 15 <laughs> things going on. I work better that way. But I'm just saying, I've been to Humble Pie before, Trey. I've yeah. been to Humble Pie now, not knocking a previous owner, but the Humble Pie today is almost the original experience when Humble Pie was created. Yeah. You know why that is? Because he's selling you something you don't think you need. No. <laughs> True. I need, I need he's ta- he, no, he's telling you that Mazoff Law says you need these things to survive. I do. I need pizza. And I nobody, want pizza, though. And nobody knows that they need it. Otherwise, they'd make it a priority, right? He's giving you that. You just don't know it. Are you a pizza fan? Oh, I love pizza. Then especially we'll, we'll like, go there. especially good, good homemade, you know. Best gluten-free crust ever. Yeah. They have a gluten-free option. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> We're just bragging on humble pie. Trey's sitting right here beside us. No worries. And to speak to that, so when we started... For our success, we knew that the most necessary things were to focus on quality and consistency. You know, with that comes a, a high dedication to food safety and all that sort of stuff as well. Uh, but quality and consistency were our number ones because when people experience distraction, they can't experience community. And so we want to eliminate distraction in our experiences, utilizing it in small ways so that um, it allowed people to focus better. So, for instance, we have a, a line that you order in. We choose that line so that people wait on the front end and they're not waiting after they order. That line mm-hmm. actually regulates the amount of business that we do. Um, Interesting. Little things like that really help go a long way. They remove the distraction. And I the guess they can gauge the weight based on a visual cue of the line versus them coming in, sitting down and ordering, not knowing how long, how busy you are, how long it's going to be. Yeah, because of that, once you order, our wait times are generally generally uh 30 minutes or less right and no matter how busy we are which is pretty decent up there during the summer and i love when after this was acquired and i don't know maybe two months passes i go back there and i'm just gonna holler at trey you know hoping i'd bump into him so you know catch me up on what's going on and i'm looking for him he's back there like oh my gosh he's in the kitchen he's cooking he's telling so and so what to do i said hey man he's like Love you. Can't talk. Yeah. And just keeps going. Good to see you. And just keeps on trucking. But it's one of those examples we've talked about previously. Sometimes owners have to do every position to understand oh, yeah. how the company works. I think, I think they should. Well, that was very important to you in the beginning, right, Trey? Yeah. And so even today, I mean, I'll be heading in this evening to make pizzas. Um, but I have a staff that is just getting better and better. Um, we focus on hiring high-quality people, of course, within our community, ideally. Um, but 
right now it's running just fine and I'm not there. So pretty yeah. happy about and that. And they've got a great outdoor space. They've got a deck you can eat on. And I mean, it's just a cool experience. What's the address for Humble Pie and the Gauge? Uh, 14239 Long Creek Highway. So it's uh, if you're coming out of Westminster and you're hitting that long straightaway at the top of the hill, you're going to go about a couple hundred yards and it's right there on the left. If you get to Bull Sluice, you've gone too far, yeah. right? Would you say it's would you say it's about halfway between Wahala and Clayton? Is that good? Uh, you would never actually pass it if you go the shortest route. Actually, I don't know. Clayton's on the right way. Uh, yeah, it is. is What's it? the shortest route? Uh, the shortest route is Chattooga Ridge. So Academy to Chattooga Ridge. I was thinking more high, oh, yeah, Highlands. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like directly halfway between Wall and Highlands, which You're, I guess is the same difference. Basically, but. what you guys are saying is we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, is totally right. our desire yeah. um, and what we like about it. Mm-hmm. And it's giving us an opportunity to really to look at, I mean, look at community in a different way. Yeah. I guess what I was getting at was if somebody was trying to figure out a route that somebody may be traveling, mm-hmm. right? People may be familiar with, Clay, that's familiar with the area, may be familiar with Clayton or Highlands or Wahala, but. If you're not familiar with Humble Pie yet, you need to just go somewhere Just else. give it up. Yeah. Make sure that you stop by. So we talked about the coffee shop a little bit earlier. Any future plans for that space? Are you going to do more of a, a tw- uh, outdoor store or, or more of a coffee shop? Because right now you're selling kayaks, you're doing canoes and paddles, anything like that. Yeah, outdoor apparel. Uh, we had a local person who had started a um, secondhand clothing store out of a van, essentially, and we gave her the space to expand into one of our rooms. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, there was actually an old canoe found on the Chattooga. Mm-hmm. Uh, that canoe will be landing in that space next week. Because you're also one of our visitor centers for Oconee County as well. Absolutely. Yeah, the biggest challenge to our business is visitation. We have to have a certain amount of traffic in order to make ends meet. There's just no two bones about it. Um, and so looking for little things to increase that visitation uh, incrementally, and one of them was a vi- becoming a visitor center. I saw the sign on the side of the road today, and I was like, man, that didn't look good in my basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just kept driving. <laughs> so we're going to take a short break, and we come back. Trey, I want you to tell us a little bit about what the rest of your vision looks like. Because you've, you've already come so far with Humble Pie and the Gage. You've been two staples to the community in Long Creek already. So we'll be right back with Trey Barnett to talk about his vision for Long Creek. Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So, you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? Okay, guys, we're back with Trey Barnett, owner of Humble Pie and the Gage Coffee Shop in Long Creek, South Carolina. Shout out to Long Creek. Shout out to Long Listen, Creek. Listen, a lot of good things happen up that way. I love I, I like, Me too. Yeah, yeah, man. Me too. We got uh, the Sugar River Lodge, Willie's Tavern. Yep. We got uh, the parts of the most beautiful parts of the Chattooga's in Long Creek. Is uh, Chattooga Bell in Long Creek? Chattooga Bell. Yeah, Ed's Place is in Long Creek. Mm -hmm. You can grab some lunch there. Yep. Yep. 
There's a hardware store in Long Creek. It's your bag. I didn't know this. You know, and the prices are lower than Home Depot most of the time. What's crazy is so winter came, everybody knows we had a, a deep freeze, right? And it was like negative two. And uh, we had a property in Long Creek, and um, I needed a heat lamp and some insulation. I was like, well, I got some in the garage, and somebody said, well, there's a hardware store in Long Creek. I'm like, I've never seen a hardware store. But there is. If you go towards Westminster, it's, I mean, it's right there, not far from Humble Pie. And uh, they got most of what you would need what you'd... In, a, in a good situation. You're not going to buy sheetrock there. Yeah. Right. Well, of course not. But you can buy just about anything else. All, yeah. There. A, a, a traditional hardware store. Like yeah. Home Depot is not a hardware store. It's like a, the old school Main Street hardware stores yeah, yeah, used yeah. to be. Like yeah. the old, yeah, like the Ace hardwares used to be. Yeah. So how old is that, Trey? Uh, five years now, about. Yeah. So Long Creek's come a long way. We have a, they have a hardware store. That's a big deal. Trey, what else will Long Creek expect? What, what do you see? I mean, it's a very, it's mountainy, but it's still a very rural community, right? Yeah, and fortunately, the mountains actually protect the rural nature of it because mm-hmm. we don't have city utilities. That's right. And we are pretty grateful for that. I mean, we're always on the lookout for actually how to limit our business. Um, one of our self-limitations has been a parking lot that is reasonably small, and we don't have any significant expansions planned for that. So I think that's a good thing because you don't want more people than you can serve. In my personal opinion, I've never had a restaurant or whatever, but the thing I hate more than anything is when you go somewhere and then the services just can't keep up with the, the amount of demand. That's one right. one yeah, way yeah, to yeah. squash that is parking. That's right. If the parking lot's full... And, you, and it's it's the perfect amount of people that you can service in a reasonable time. Unless you're on Main Street, Wahala. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> right. I mean, there's the other side of that too. But I, yeah. I, I, and it's maybe it's just me. I look at weird things, but like restaurants that. No, totally get it. Dakota Grill would be a perfect example of that. Yep. If yep. that parking lot is three quarters of the way full, I, I mean, I've been going there for over a decade. You know, that's a 45 minute wait. Yeah. 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 No, we aim for our parking lot to be roughly 80% of our capacity. And so when people start parking on the road, which they do, then we get up to 100% capacity. But at that point, they realize there's a wait. Mm. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Especially with the service. So what else can we expect from the Barnett crew? Well, like I was saying earlier, we are looking um, at creating a business that seeks opportunity for equitable community success. Uh, You know, we aren't for equality um, in the sense that everybody should be handed the same thing but we are for equity and that everybody should be afforded the same opportunity and it's their choice whether they take it or not and, i like that and so we are we are pursuing that uh through businesses you know we look at what we pay our employees we try to give them the opportunities to make an amount of money that they could sustain life comfortably in long creek um you know, it's, we're really fortunate that the world has already done a lot of these research projects for us. And so we're just looking at the research and then saying, how do we implement that in our local community? Right. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you're right. The world has done a lot of these research projects. I think a lot of times, though, people ignore the results and kind of move away from that in some form or fashion. Right? Well, you know, we all we all want to experience these lies essentially that the more i have the better life is going to be and that's just not true i mean 
Jared, in all reality, has what he has because he likes a project and less because he's actually pursuing the dollar sign associated no, you're, with it. You're, you're dead on it. I, I like the project way more than I like the monetization yeah. of the project. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, you have to have the money to start more projects. No doubt. And so, <laughs> just had that conversation this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, oh, sorry, is that off limits? No. You asked me no. what was off limits. I didn't ask no, you what was off limits. There's nothing off limits with us. <laughs> no. So we're, um, you know, we're looking at what that that means in our community and. You know, one of the things it means is looking at every job as a valuable job, whether you're somebody that rings up the register at our place, whether you're an older person who's retiring, you know, whether you're the cook in the back or whether you're the plumber, everybody is valuable and seeking to find ways so that if they take those opportunities, that they're going to have opportunities for success, to have a right. good life. Well, you know, everybody sees success differently, too. It's- Especially in Long Creek, because it's yeah. it is a it is literally a different mindset. Yeah. Well, I mean, one's view of success could be spending more time with family, working less, blah blah blah. So Not in so Long forth. Creek. In Long Creek, one's view of success is is the river level up enough where I can shred some waves. Can I get off work early? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I have folks that work with me that have never been in a kayak. Some of them have never been to the river. What? That's what and, I'm saying. Everybody's view of success is different. And what? Yeah, and so it's it's just a completely different thing. And so we have a lot of those conversations. I mean, I have to apologize a lot to my employees because I make a ton of mistakes. Assumptions. Yeah, uh, especially around assumptions. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Um, but again, if community is our value, then that has to extend to our employees as well, not just the customers that we're serving. So, I mean, it's a huge challenge. I mean, Well, your employees are more core community than your customers because – Especially if they're doing this and this, you don't. We don't even know. Do you track your customer usage at all? Like where they're from, return customers. I do. You know, we look at. We have to be able to serve our local customers, our local um, neighbors, really. Uh, but we have to be able to serve them in a reasonable way. And so, you know, we look at what we do is we have to attract enough cash from outside to be able to fund you know, our business so that we can serve our, our local community well. Right, you can be a staple of the community. Yeah. So what does Long Creek need? What what does Long Creek need next? That's a tough one, huh? Because you know, you're talking expansion. Actually, the, the thing that we probably need the most, so one of the studies that I refer back to a lot is the Blue Zone study. I think it was mid-2000s, maybe 08. Um, we need walkability in our community. In Long Creek? In Long Creek. And that sounds like a weird thing, but we need opportunity for people to have social interaction with one another without the pressure of business associated with it. Gotcha. And for the health of the community, that's what we need. And I mean, it could be small, right? I mean, you're referring to something that, that not necessarily on a grand scale, but could start off small. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it could it could start off as small. Well, currently we have a walking track at the community center. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a great place, but it's not necessarily something that everybody wants to attend. It, it's great for walking, but it it doesn't have the other things that Long Creek is. A destination. Has. Well, <laughs> or even just it's not in the woods. You know, Long Creek yeah. is known for being a place in nature. I mean, I say Long Creek has a view around every corner because it does. That's right. Um, but... Even if that walking path were just in a more wooded 
setting, it, gotcha. would, it would be it would be really ideal. Where it's less about walking and more about experiencing the outdoors and maybe some social interaction. Well, again, it's that distraction idea, you know, and nothing calms you and takes away the distraction like just walking in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. I still want to put an airstrip there. Just saying. <laughs> of course, of course, you do. I'm just saying. Yeah, there already is the guy. Uh, the guys locally fly into Chattooga Bell Farm about once I a week. I have actually landed at Chattooga Bell Farm be- for lunch between, one day between in, a, the, in an airplane in be- between the vineyard. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Liz. Appreciate that. Which is a great landing pad, you know, especially for uh, for one of Troy's planes. Like, yeah. hey, you hungry? Yeah, let's go grab my deep. Hop in the plane. Okay, just we're, don't, oh, we're flying. Okay, well, let's do that. Just don't be off center. Any. And don't, and don't, <laughs> don't do that. No. But there's still a need. What What is uh, is housing? How's the housing market for, and we're not talking Airbnbs. We're, we all know that Oconee County is saturated in Airbnbs. You know, I'm grateful that you remember our conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, that. <laughs> You're a very smart guy, Trey. Like, so, I remember a lot. So we, part of this new business venture will be a nonprofit section. Um, and our goal is actually to get people into home ownership. So we've been experimenting with different ideas. Uh, in fact, one day I'll hopefully flesh it out a little bit more, but we even found an investment strategy that would allow people to put in money. And then in five years, uh, be having somebody who wouldn't have the opportunity to own a house have a house, have ownership. Uh, creating opportunities for equitable success in this country means that we have to get people into property ownership. Yeah. Um, we're, we're in a time where property ownership is going away. Yeah, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, we are experiencing... It's funny, the people who would be so against some form of socialism are in fact creating it by their form of capitalism. Yeah. You know, so we're not having benevolent capitalism. We're actually having very selfish capitalism where people are like, these people realize that the number one way to make money is rental property, right? Yeah. Well, that is in fact creating socialism. That's creating a class system that they are going to have to experience the response. I, for I agree. Right, thanks, to, for your, thanks, for, thanks for your well, time. That's going to be it. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree to to a some level, but what I also tell you though is there are a lot of people that don't want to own and want to rent, and, is, and you need to make sure that there's enough rental property for those folks as well. Yeah. So where I where I agree with you is when you have these huge corporations buying up forty percent of all homes, and they're not allowing people to then buy these homes, right? Yeah, and so I. Sorry, guys. You're okay. No, you're fine. Uh, it's this kind of podcast. We just do whatever. Well, you know, now I have it. Exactly if you need to the, take it, you can definitely take it. We'll just keep it all trucking. <laughs> no, it, that told me that I have the time that it takes to bake a pizza left until I have to leave. <laughs> I got you. Because yeah. that, Perfect. that time is like ingrained in my head. So I Owner, can, operator, 100%. <laughs> no, so, um, you know, I look at something that I call benevolent capitalism. And it's this idea that we can use the opportunities afforded to us to make life better for those around us and to give opportunity to those around us. Because in the end, if we aren't seeking to to raise up everyone around us, we, in fact, are going to fall because our foundation isn't strong. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's right. What's the the phrase? uh, Rising tides lifts all boats. Yeah. Yeah, and we work with that a lot. And, I mean, honestly, I do believe in long-term rental property. You know, I have... 
I mean, Long Creek is full of raft guides who have no desire to live in one place for more than three months at a time. Right, right. right. And for those folks, they need the opportunity to have a place to stay. Yeah, but, but they can't afford an Airbnb at an yeah, er- yeah. erroneous I amount. I think that's where it goes wrong is when you are taking away the opportunity. Because technically, you could take away the opportunity on both sides. If you buy a property that you're going to rent, you're then taking that property off the market so somebody can't buy it. But if the rent's so high that somebody that needs to rent can't rent it, then you're basically killing it on both sides. That's right. Yeah. And you still got an empty house. Well, I mean, you could Airbnb it to, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and again, it's it's looking at, for I mean, I could expand my parking lot, you know, but that's a bad idea because mm-hmm. then I'm writing a check I can't cash. It's the same deal with, you know, putting your house on Airbnb because you want more money. Well, what you did is you just took the house that the cleaner who's going to clean your Airbnbs was going to live in. Yeah. You know, and so now you've got a big problem. Mm. Let me ask you this, because I, I get all the arguments every which way. I'm mixed on that one. But. On the capitalism side, because I get exactly what you're saying, and I totally agree that, like, there's a level of capitalism that's healthy, and then once it gets over that, like... Oh, we're all capitalists. Yeah, right. we are. Yeah. But the thing I do look at too, and this is not necessarily like a positive for it, but regardless of the level of capitalism, at least there are opportunities. You think in socialist, there is no opportunity. There's no chance of opportunity. Well, so here's the thing is if, if my actions limit somebody else's chance to have an opportunity, then I am not being a good steward of the opportunities that have been afforded to Agreed. Me. I agree. And I wish everybody thought Love like that, that right? Love if everybody that. thought like that, that then the, the, the whole world would be a greater place. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with Jared, you know, owning Airbnbs, yeah. with his wife managing Airbnbs. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to create some Airbnbs in the near future if I can find a place to do it because property is hard to find these days, as right, right. we just discussed. But at the same time... I have to do that in a way that benefits my community. Otherwise, I'm being a bad steward. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You're talking about, and we don't have to get into the details of what you're going to do as far as creating opportunities for people to own homes. But is it like a micro, micro homes setup? or or Because I'm, I'm really fascinated by this whole micro living in every aspect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want people to be able to have a place and invest in their community. And micro homes don't always allow for that to happen. You know, I want people to be able to have a family. Yeah. I don't want them to have to, you know, in five years look for a better place because they probably can't find it. Yeah. And so my goal is to, you know, be building places that are two or three bedrooms, two baths, Mm -hmm. relatively comfortable. So you're not talking about homes for the river guys because they're they're come and go guys anyway, right? You're talking about people that may want to live in the, the mountains by the river and do something in Long Creek. If somebody wants to invest in the community that I live in, gotcha. Whether they're a guide or whether they're maybe they're my next door neighbor who just they're renting a place and they've never been able to purchase, mm-hmm. that's the person that I want to talk to. Stop me here if if you need to. Yeah. Can you can we talk about the group that you're forming and what that looks like? Or are we too early to talk about that and maybe bring you back in at a later date? So for this for this idea to happen, to, to, to be a good steward, I can talk about 
philosophy, and okay. then we can talk about practice later. Okay. If that makes sense. No problem. Um, because no there's problem. an optimum, and you have to you take the optimum, and then you make some compromises, and you hopefully don't compromise yourself to death. Right. Um, but for this to happen in a position where we don't have a lot, I mean, we're, we were fortunate. We had great families. We landed the right opportunities at the right time. That's right. I own my house, that sort of thing. But in in reality, and honestly, I'm just a risk taker. Like I have the ability to handle a ton of risk, which most people don't. And I recognize that. I respect that. Yep. Um, but outside of that, like we weren't given a whole lot to start with um, that we we wouldn't be where we were if we weren't willing to take risk. And we recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so in order to get to a place where I can do this the fastest, where we can be the best stewards as possible, as fast as possible, it means things like you know seeking to co-own businesses with a lot of people um, in the community. It means choosing to limit salaries so that you're not making the maximum amount of money you can. Plus, there were studies done. I mean, $70,000 in our area is really the most you ever want to make because your happiness decreases after that. Yeah, I can see that. You know, for the average, for the. No, yeah, I'm, if, yeah. no, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I would guess that. 100%. Well, the reason I would guess that that is what it is is because you could make approximately that just being a part of the community, anything over that, you have to be, you just happen to be like a plant manager at one of these plants or something. You're hating life. Right. Well, I mean, Jared, I think we understand you make more than that. Um, I'm assuming everybody here does. Couldn't tell you. But part of that is, is you're using that to reinvest in projects, Mm -hmm. which in reality is your hobby. Mm. Yeah. Actually, you'd be, you'd be shot because we talk about a lot of stewardship. Yeah, and I always said if you have the response, if you have the ability, then you have the responsibility to make a difference. So I've never bought anything or uh, rebuilt anything that didn't fill a void or create jobs. Well, and you and I have talked a lot that whenever you look at something, I mean, you're running the numbers. Like mm-hmm. your goal is to be successful, but it is to create opportunities for other successes. That's well. right. Greed yeah. is greed is not the god, right? God gives us the ability to have common sense, right? And my common sense is to fill a void, create jobs, and if we're making money, it you have to have money to do these things. Well, so it allows you not, allows you another opportunity to create jobs and fill a void. That's right. Yeah, money's never been my motivator. Never will be. I hope. Knock on wood. But making a difference is my motivator. Risk is my new drug. I love like that's yeah, going to yeah. be that's going to be the tagline for this podcast. I think risk is my new drug. Risk is my new drug because I get off on that. I love taking high end risk. I'm still, you know, young enough to recover a full collapse tomorrow and do it again. Right. So I have no problem with the high risk as long as we're making a difference and being good stewards. Well, yeah. and, and part of that deal in the long run is that you know i'm not at a place where i can take my house out of that risk at this point Mm -hmm. you know my house is still the collateral for the risk that i take sure and so the goal when we're looking at is how do we take the house out of the collateral for our community you know how do we get it so that our, our our community when they choose to take a risk they're not risking maslow's you know one two and three yeah or four yeah, but, you know, they, but that puts you in. That puts you literally. That shows your seriousness. When people put their house up or he locked their house for a business idea, they are that they are all in. Yeah. So I I totally agree, 
And from my standpoint, as a person who enjoys the challenge of business, that's awesome. But a lot of people, that's just not their goal. And it doesn't mean, You're right. you know, so for me, I'm looking at motivation. Pizza's done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm hungry. Gotta go. <laughs> no, so I'm looking at somebody's motivation. Like I have, I have an employee. His goal is to maximize his time with his kids. That means that. That's how he defines success. That's how he defines it. That yeah. means that he doesn't work a 40-hour work week. He works enough to pay his bills and to spend time with his kids. And I have to choose to respect that. Now, that's a choice. Yeah. You know, but I have to choose to respect that if I want to honor him. That's right. Gary V talks a lot about that. His yeah. HR, his HR, well, he has a, uh, what does he call it? It's not a CFO, CFH, chief, no, CH something, chief heart operator, uh, CHO. Oh, yeah. That's, he, had, he hired a CHO in his company. It's the chief heart operator. Yeah. And basically her job is to go to every individual and be like, how do you define success? How do you define what it is you want to do? For some people, that means I want to make a ton of money. For some people, that means I want a bunch of time off. I'm cool with not making a bunch of money. I just want a bunch of time off. Yeah. And so they basically define what everybody's idea of success is and then caters their job to that, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the, the idea is that you want all your employees to be really happy in the job they're in. That's right. And some make a ton of money but aren't happy because they're not, they feel like they're leaving their family behind. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, for whatever reason, money is their motivator. So he, he kind of figures that out, goes in there and appeals to each employee individually. I spent a lot of time uh, with some high-end businesses in the past couple of weeks doing tours, trying to figure out who we're going to hire to do our next projects. And so I'm looking at a lot of different companies. And company culture, it always comes up. Like, what are your top three things yeah. for your company culture? Well, we want to love, we want to serve, we want to do X. Yeah. Great. Throwback to last last episode. That's right. So tell me what, if, if you had to... What what would be the company culture that you guys are doing? What are you focusing on for your employees? The the the, in, the inside, not the outside of the vision, but the inside of what you're doing today. Yeah, so it focuses on four pillars. Okay, um, those pillars are honesty, humility, respect, and grace. I mean, that's, yeah. that we call that a solid foundation around mm-hmm. here, you know. Yeah, when, I mean, our goal is to create opportunities to experience community, sure. and from our awareness that those are the four pillars for community. And is, is there a weak pillar in that, or is everybody does all your employees know that hey, this is our cornerstones, this is what we do, we're going to do it well? Um, I added grace last, uh, you know, but turns out it might be the most important one. How about that? Hey, and it's okay for mission statements, vision statements, and culture to change. Everything has to shift That's right. in the time, well, right? Not only that, I mean, and this is this is probably the biggest challenge that we've had is, um, you know, one of my number one things is that uh, we are seeking to redefine the economic success of our community, like. Most people, most communities operate on a, on a dollar system in the U.S., right? Like economics mean the dollars. Well, what if our economic system were these four pillars of community? And so we calculate our success by the more honesty that we experience, the more respect we experience, the more humility, the more grace that's given. 
I ain't mad at it. Yeah. I like that. Now, of course, we have to survive. You That's know, right. we have to make a dollar. That's right. We have to render under Caesar what is Caesar's. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> That's right. Damn Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got my tax bill. Let's say hey about that. <laughs> no, we ain't even. Uh, uh, Sorry. That, to, that'd kill my vibe right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, I'm, my time is short, so I don't have a whole lot of time. Um, I do have to actually go back and make pizzas. We're only in year two, so you know what that means. Sure. Mm-hmm. So real quick. You've got kids, right? Yep. How many? Uh, two, three, and a five. Both girls. So how much influence do they have on your decision-making and risk-taking? Well, so talk about my vision. Next thing I'm putting in is a playground. Okay. So, so it's obviously family. they're 100% involved yeah. in your risk-taking well, and decision-making. Well, my wife actually quit her job at her family business. Hey, congratulations, Cricket. To, or. to come and work with us. Um, or you know, work more involved. Um, but we believe that if we are to live honestly with one another in our community, that we actually have to incorporate our family into our work life. I Agreed. wish we had two more hours because we are, yeah, what yeah. are we got, yeah, scratching yeah. the surface started. here? The, we say this all the time, though. We'll have him back. Yeah, we'll have him At back. At some point. Yeah. Trey, do you when have he a, doesn't have to get back to cook pizzas. Yeah. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Life in Long Creek. At life, the at symbol. The at symbol. Life in Long Creek. Yep. And that'll hook them up to the gauge, Humble Pie, like a link tree with all of it on it. Everything's there. And then what's the address for Humble Pie and the gauge one more time? 14239 Long Creek Highway, Long Creek, South Carolina. It's awesome. I'm going to have to go up there now. I haven't been. You've never been? never been, dude. I was waiting for this conversation. Me and you, we're going. All right. Make it happen. I could drop a paycheck in there. It's just Let's a do great. It. We've done Let's meetings do on the back porch. We can go there and drop your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I didn't make nothing, so it's on you. Yeah, <laughs> we may even set up a podcast on, at the coffee shop Ooh, that'd be day. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Please that'd do. Be, that would be cool. Trey, do you have a, uh, a quote or a mantra? It's kind of like you like a go-to. You know, I told you this earlier. <laughs> you warned me about coming. this. I knew this was And coming. I work best off the cuff. Um, you know the saying that a lot of people say work smarter not harder mm-hmm. my statement is work harder and smarter there you go it doesn't have to be one or the other that's a good well, one well it has to be both yeah it doesn't have to be one or the other no that's right yeah, yeah. while y'all are discussing I'm going to sneak out the back How about yeah that? hey don't move guys Trey we appreciate your time thank you so much we know you're in a rush thank you and we're going to have you back on really soon That's going to be it for today. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it.